<laughs> hey, you guys. <laughs> Welcome to the infirmary edition of <laughs> Talk About That. Uh, the Banter City crew is all back together mm. today. Man, it's so good to have Dane back. That's on the right, podcast. Dane Allen. Hey, y'all. Man, you've been uh, gone. World traveler. Yeah. yeah. And uh, see, so you were on tour recently. Mm-hmm. Tell me where all the tour took you. I was all, it was only like a week. So it was, uh, it was like northeast primarily. Let's see, New York. Started in Charlotte and then yeah. worked our way up to New York and Cleveland and Baltimore, which I've never played any of these venues. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So things went well. Crowds were good and oh, whatnot. Crowds were great. Yeah. We were opening for a band called Emory. <clears throat> and they, like, Emory fans are gung ho Emory fans. So it was a lot of fun that they were having a lot of fun. So uh, it was funny. The whole tour package was like hardcore bands and then us and this like other rock band that wasn't a screamo band. So we, we got to kind of play into that and have fun with that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I heard some clips or, or Evan was telling me you would you would stop in the middle and you'd say something like what? Yeah, I would, I would joke, just say like, you know, I'm curious as to what you guys thought about us after those first two bands because they were really, really metal, <laughs> like really hard. And then we get up here with our Britney Spears songs. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. We had a, we had a blast. Good, good. Well, it's yeah. good to have you back. And um, happy to be back. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, we're all a little. Hey, we're uh, all sick. <laughs> man, yeah. So so Johnny's with us, and he's sick yeah. too. Hi, Johnny. Sorry. Yeah. We're, this is not Bantertown anymore. This is Mucus Junction. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different. It's a, it's a. We got off one exit early. Yeah, I was in uh, East Tennessee uh, with family. We went up to, we got a little cabin in Pigeon Forge, and it began to hit me as I was going down to going there, going there. And so finally, like day three, I went and found an AFC clinic. And, uh, What's AFC? American Family Care. Oh, okay. Like a, like a, a walk-in chain? clinic. Yeah. And there's okay. one here in Mount Juliet. And so you I know walk- a lot about your health care. <laughs> Shopped into an AFC. I do, I do, and whenever I have an ailment, (laughs) whenever I have an ailment, I either go to John or Laura for some advice. That's that's the truth. Well, my wife is a nurse, so yeah, we get a lot of calls, like always. You don't have that friend though that can just call in stuff for you. I figured that you yeah, guys you still have that person. Laura is that friend. Laura Laura can't call. Laura can't call. She's not a doctor, but she knows a person. Well, John, technically what you're talking about is illegal, and I'll have no part of it. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a (laughs) Z-Pack. It's not like we're asking for, you know, OxyContin or something. (laughs) I get that from a different guy. Okay. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I went into the AFC, and I go, hey, I'm probably going to be in your system because I go to the one in in Mount Juliet near Nashville. And she goes, oh, honey, if it's that far away, it won't be in our system. And I was like, Wow. I'm thinking, this is the internet. Do you know how this works? Like, I'm literally in the same state. How this far is, away? She's still. I don't think you're understanding. Are different. And this is a chain. Yes. Yeah. So I had to refill out all the paperwork again. And, <sighs> it's the worst. Oh, it's the worst when you're sick and they hand you that clipboard and it's got 20 sheets on it. Oh. You have to fill your. I had to fill my name out five times. Uh, I know. On a different piece of paper. You have to initial each, each yeah, page. Yeah, you have to say, and, like, what your family... It's like, listen, does my family history really matter right now? I have a sinus infection. <laughs> Do sinus infections run in your family, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Is that pertinent information? They should give you a box where you elect to just surrender to just surrender your private information if someone wants to steal. Like, look, 
I'll take my chances right. out there in the dark web or whatever. Can you just if I skip all this? <laughs> well, it's like I understand why they want you to check all those boxes if they're gonna you're gonna be there long term patient okay but if they know you're just there to get a z-pack like they're not going to be like well, i'm so glad you checked that box because it turns out this cough is thyroid cancer <laughs> <laughs> if we hadn't like i mean i know it could be something more serious and right. there's a chance but they're that. probably liable though if they don't if they don't make you check yeah. the boxes it feels like the runaround you should have again a box i don't remember johnny you used to not agree with seatbelts. you remember this i had a i had a problem uh, with seatbelt laws and I, I feel like i felt like <clears throat> seatbelt laws were a violation of my civil rights yeah, he used to say... Go with me on this thing. Yeah, I'm tell listening. him why. My right to kill myself and be unsafe in my own car. Like, I get belting kids mm-hmm. in. Okay. Like, put the kids in the seatbelt. Yeah. Belting kids in. I get belting some kids. <laughs> we all get that. But, I didn't know you were a child care professional. I'll belt you in, boy. <laughs> I'll turn this car around and nobody will go to Biltmore. Anyway, we used to go to Biltmore when I was a kid. It's a big, big, big house. Uh, anyway, <laughs> don't give me laughing. <laughs> <laughs> the old man we all wheeze. sound like old men. Uh, we have the wheeze cough, where it's like you're going to tousle somebody's hair and give them a Werther's original <laughs> at the end of it. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> Here's your candy. Here's your butterscotch. Anyway, uh, so what was I saying? Uh, uh, Seatbelt laws. Okay, so seatbelt laws. So I used to feel like this is true. <laughs> That it's wrong it's to so give ridiculous. me a ticket. Yeah. I should have the ability. Yes. But now I'm totally pro seatbelt law. No, 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 no. You, you need to go further into that. I should have the me. ability to kill myself without being ticketed <laughs> by the state. It's my right. Or you should be able to at or least. Or to be dangerous. You should be able to at least determine your own level of safety. But you you yeah. always contended, though, that all the passengers, you understood how they could make them wear a seatbelt, just yes, not you while not you're me. driving. Right. right. The driver should be able to <clears> decide for himself whether he wants to be unsafe. Okay, so here's why I've changed my mind. Because now we have to pay for other people's insurance. Right. So now that I have to pay for Dane's insurance, if he goes through his windshield, right. well, I'm going to make sure that Dane wears his seatbelt. Yeah, so I'm pro point. seatbelt law now <laughs> because I have to pay for Dane's jugular stitch. Yeah. It's and if I wasn't wearing stitch. my seatbelt, then I'm not giving it. It's hard it. to stitch up a jugular. I'll I be think real put one in there. <laughs> stitching time that's saves. A, that's the tiniest jugular. My mom used to say a stitching time saves nine, and then she would immediately save nine people's lives. <laughs> I had a really intense childhood. <laughs> anyway, that, that's why I've, I've done an about face on it because of socialized medicine. And I don't even know. I think I've done an about face on socialized medicine, too. But we can go into that later, too. Yeah. Uh, okay, also, well, let's go here. Because I thought about this the other day. Because oh. I was watching an NBA game. All right. Are there conspiracy theories that you believe in? We, I think we well, had a conversation. You, what does this have to do with NBA? Because I was, I'll, get, I'll get here in a minute. But are, do, you, do you believe in any conspiracy? Like, do you believe that, uh, like, for instance, Oswald. Do you believe Oswald really killed Kennedy? Or do you believe that it was like he was a patsy and it was the Cubans and whatever? You know, I think I have failed to settle upon a solid belief on that particular matter. Like, for Dane's generation, it's 9-11. Was 9-11 an inside job? Right. That's the famous conspiracy now. Whether or not you – and you, you can offer all the information, all the evidence, and they'll still be like, but it was – my favorite thing about Bush is people were like, Bush is an idiot. He can't even spell. He's a moron. But he did 9-11. Like, he's, a, he's also a diabolical mastermind. <laughs> right. He's the most evil genius yeah, in the world. I, I do think there's some weird things with 9-11. Yeah. I, I'm not saying it was all rigged or yeah. even going that far as to say anything was rigged, but – there are just some interesting yeah. happenings. My sure. favorite thing is the whole thing about like jet. Uh, we can't steel beams don't melt. 
Like, yeah, they do. That's how. What do you think? That's they how just they come, became you think steel they just beans. Come out of the ground in that shape. <laughs> Everybody knows steel don't melt like that. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? Because I've seen factories. There's, you know, there's the, the Terminator uh, Two. The uh, myriad of other buildings that fell is the weirdest part for yeah. me. I don't know why they did. Yeah. I'm not saying that somebody did that. I'm just saying I just don't get it. Right. Well, well we never had anything happen like that to know exactly how a building should react. Mm-hmm. True. So well, when the, uh, when the top part falls on the middle part, I mean, we demo just, buildings every day, right? Yeah, but not. But you didn't have, We don't plan. We don't crash a plane into the middle jet, part of the it. The jet fuel. My understanding is the jet fuel was is so much hotter, burns so much hotter than yeah. regular fuel that it literally melted down the building. That's why everything. Oh, and weakened everything. <clears throat> right. I don't know. Well, anyway, that's the conspiracy theory of Dana. Here's the conspiracy theory that I do kind of believe in. This is more flippant. This is not more. This is not loss of life. I don't believe in most conspiracy theories. You know this about me, John, because I don't believe that people can keep a secret. Right. I believe more than two people, somebody's going to want to write a book. Yeah. Eventually, you're going to get broke and be like, I'm writing a book about that. Yeah. But I believe that Michael Jordan quit (laughs) basketball in the mid-90s for two years because David Stern told him this is a suspension, but if you go away for two years, you can come back. Mm-hmm. Because he had gambling debts. Mm. He had these huge gambling debts, and it was a huge stain on the league. And I think the mob was after him. Like, Jordan has a very well-documented gambling addiction. You think the mob was after Jordan? I think, yes, I think the mob killed his dad. You know, Mm. Jordan's dad was murdered. And it was very, like, weird, random I'm very uninformed about this. Okay, so so Jordan's dad was murdered. Jordan's dad was murdered. Uh, Like, they just found his body, and it was awful. Okay. So, then Jordan quits basketball for two years. Right. To go play baseball, which made no sense to anybody because mm-hmm. he was in his prime. He was terrible, right? They just went, he was terrible. I mean, he's better than we would have been. Right. <laughs> but in, in the MLB, he was terrible. Right, right. He never made it to the – he was in the White Sox. Was Didn't he, he try White golf? Sox? Well, he would, he played golf. But well, he, like, was just, he, no, he never tried professional okay. golf. Okay, so there are people who believe that that two-year time off was actually a league-mandated – Okay. Suspension that everybody just kept quiet about, and then he came back and won three more championships. Now I believe that. I don't know why I believe was that. It. Was that when he came back with, to play with the Wizards? No, no, no. He came back and played three more years with the Bulls, and then oh, won three okay. more. So he won three two years off, then won three. Okay. So he won six. He could have won eight though easily. Gotcha. Yeah, so. like I said, I'm very uninformed. About anyway, so that's the, that's the one conspiracy theory that I'm prone to believe because <laughs> there was a lot of stuff about Jordan. It was like weird, the gambling stuff. And I just mm-hmm. go, well, this makes sense. Why, why would he? You just can't imagine a guy walking away in his prime and then coming back two years later. So that's what makes sense. If he walked away and then went, yeah. But I don't know. You don't believe that, though, do you, John? Well, where did you? Where did I, mean, I hear this? It's a very, it's a very prevalent right. theory. There's, on, there's online. What does Jordan say? Uh, well, I don't know if he's ever been asked about it. I mean, shouldn't that he be? He wouldn't comment on it because he would be like, I'm not even going to give this validity. That's right. my Jordan impression. <laughs> it was like you sitting right here. Mr. Jordan. That's Jordan if he was Dick Cheney. <laughs> I'm not even going to I shot a guy in the face. That's, that's Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney did, did, he did shoot a guy. He did. That's un- what do you think about that? <laughs> Let's yeah. talk about that. I, love, that. I actually love like conspiracy theories. And yeah, but it's fun to talk really about. Fun. But yeah, but, but when you let them like – like my my stepdad was really into conspiracy theories, okay, right. and he believed everything that he read. 
Okay. And it was really annoying. <laughs> like he had books upon books upon books about the Kennedy thing and books upon books about like the Illuminati. He believed in all that stuff. The Illuminati is controlling us. The five richest people in the world decide so, whether so we go to that war. The, he thought that the Denver airport was like – The Denver hub. airport would have made his head explode. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've talked about this it's on the fun podcast, one. right? That's no, I haven't. We have too, right? Let me talk about the Denver airport. You know the Denver airport? Okay. Crazy stuff. Yeah. you took you. We flew into the Denver airport and you're like, hey, do you know about the Denver airport? And I told you some of the about stuff. About the Illuminati right? stuff. I was like, Well, no, no it's not Illuminati. <laughs> it's just there's – well, there's links, there's weird right? Stuff. Like maybe it would be There's tied. like this area in the Denver airport that looks like pyramids and there's like a level and there's storage. Yeah, it's bits. really creepy. Well, I thought the, the whole the whole Denver airport is is all the, the tent top, like a like an awning on top with the poles sticking up. I mean, it's a... No. Well, there's paintings, though. There's like paintings really of like... Weird paintings. There's paintings of I mean, like Native a, it's Americans. It's a great airport. I love that airport. Oh, it's a great airport. <laughs> there's paintings of like Native Americans like... Ritually sacrificing a guy, and then there's guys wearing gas masks in the same paintings, and you're like, "What <laughs> weird? Creepy. Really? I didn't future see Future hellscape? Are you? Wow. And then they've got the welcome the Satan, to Denver, the Satan horse, right? So they, they killed the a man, blue, the big blue horse killed a man. Okay, so they have this big blue horse. As you come in, you can see it. Google it right now, John. Okay, so so you can see what if, I'm talking if about. If you're listening, go Google the demonic horse at Denver Airport. I think you'll they see what we're call him. What do they call him? Something. El Diablo. No, the, <laughs> I don't they combine like blue say. and demon, like blue. Yeah, and blue. <laughs> it's something they do. <laughs> it's a very clever. It's a very clever. Anyway, it sounds clever, doesn't yeah. it? Okay, so this this horse was commissioned to be, uh, you know, because it's Denver and it's the, you know, I guess it was, I guess it tied into the Broncos. I have no idea why. So they built this statue, right? So this guy's carving this out of whatever marble or whatever. In the middle of carving it. A piece of the leg comes loose and severs his femoral artery, and he died. He bled out. He died. The horse killed him. And then they kept going. They had another guy come in and finish the statue, and it's out there on the runway at the airport. Well, it's not on the runway. <laughs> <laughs> like blocking plane comes to greet planes as they yeah I believe I believe the name you're looking for is Blucifer Blucifer <laughs> I knew it was something demonic I knew it yeah Bleeman is not as nearly as menacing <laughs> Bleeman <laughs> I'm not as sharp I'm on meds <laughs> it's my uncle uncle Bleeman <laughs> uncle Bleeman okay so. this is gonna be our best podcast ever. <laughs> So, do you see the picture of him though? He's I am got, seeing it. Do you I'm see really, his eyes? Do you see his yeah, eyes? I'm really, really freaked out. They're red. Okay, so your statue kills a guy. You decide to keep keep building it because, like, the artist would have probably wanted that. Sure. And then you make his eyes red. Yeah. I don't think so. Like Very he's got creepy. like red ribs and 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 he's wow. It's really disturbing. Yeah, That's it, a it real is. thing. The, so the most the weirdest part for me is is the the Aztec ruins. Yeah. There in the middle, like mm-hmm. that. It's I just don't understand why, he, and nobody does. Nobody gets why they do that. think that there's. Weird things hidden under there. So that's the yeah. Illuminati part. Is that's like the most fun. Jimmy Hoffa's in sure. there. Uh, <laughs> Tennessee's new head coach is in there. Probably. <laughs> oh. Wow, that was a segue. Did you right see there. that? Woo. See what I did? I did. Uh, speaking that of was, Lucifer, holy wow. moly! So yeah, this we're, is Monday. We're recording this on Monday. Yeah, the the, the fallout after. Did you call it the fallout? The, the fallout. day. Yeah, this is bad. 
What are it, all the names they've come up with now? The Volout? The... I haven't heard of the Volout. Is that what that, you yeah. just said? No, no, he didn't. He called it the Volout name. You called it the Volout. You, I thought you said John, Volout. Guys, we just you coined it. it. You coined Volout. We Vol accidentally out. said it because we're sick and we can't talk. I probably said Fall, but it's like I heard. I, I heard Vol, and now I get credit for it. Guys, it's hashtag Volout. It's, it's a nuclear Volout. <laughs> there you go. That's exactly what it is. Well, we're um, in trouble. And here's yeah. the thing. Should we this, tell everybody this, what happened? Uh, well, yeah, sure. sure. Just briefly. I would love to say this is going to be brief. Oh, no. Just say quickly what happened. Johnny, you, you say it. You say, say chain it. Of you events. know I don't do anything Okay, Butch briefly. Jones was fired. We've been talking about this forever, but Butch yeah. Jones was actually finally fired after he, mm -hmm. you know, just lost one too many games. Oh, and eight, by the way. First time in SEC. history in SEC. We've, yeah. we've gone Next thing on the timeline is... Oh, and eight. Sorry. So we buy out Butch Jones. We give him a ton of money to go away. Then we lose the next two games. Now we got to announce a new coach. The groomers start, which groomers uh, oh. is a hashtag for uh, John Gruden rumors, meaning former Tampa Bay Bucks coach, Super Bowl winning coach, who we've we'd love to have as our coach for some reason. I don't even know really why, but we want him. And every you don't few know years, why we would want John Gruden. Well, because he's never coached college. I'm not sure that he'd be a great yeah, college Super Bowl coach. winning coach. We don't know I mean, that he could. Come on. We don't know that he could recruit though. Be honest with yourself. I don't know that. And he's You're not right. coached in like ten years. <laughs> Well, do you think better he, than Butch? Do you think an eighteen-year-old kid's really gonna be like, I want to go play for John Gruden? The, the sure, eighteen-year-old yes. kid's gonna be like, I do who think is that. John Gruden? I do think they would. They, love dude, that. he's on the ESPN show doing the yeah, man. quarterback. Yeah. Um, thing. You think they want to go? You think they would have gone to play for John Madden too and Chris yeah. Collinsworth just because they're on TV? Is that yes. what you think? I do. Yeah, I mean, that's a I big, think no. Point, yeah. I don't know, that Johnny. You get, don't know kids. It like doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter, John, because we're not getting Gruden. Bottom line is, they pulled a name out of their hat. And I say hat meaning something else. Yesterday, uh, John Curry, uh, who's the uh, new athletic director. That's silly, silly man. He evidently had this prior mm. relationship with a guy named Greg Shano, who is a uh, assistant coach right now for Ohio State, right? Defensive coordinator yep. for Ohio State. Mm -hmm. Former Tampa Bay Bucks assistant coach as well. And he... Horrible season with the Bucks. He did not Two even seasons. do that great when he was with Rutgers. I think he has a, overall about a 500 record. Yeah, he, took him, he took him from a very, very losing season. To they, went to top, they went to top 15 season. at one point, which is a huge deal for <clears throat> Rutgers. Right. Okay. They're, which they is where we suck. expect that to be every be time. Acknowledged. Right. But overall, he's probably a coordinator. Yeah. Uh, Go on. <laughs> when he was announced... Twitter. No, 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 no. When he was give more on Shiano. What do you know? What do you mean to well, say? Tell, PSU. Well, he was he was an assistant coach at, at Penn State during the the terrible Jerry Sandusky scandal. Ninety or ninety five. Right. So he was there. He was young though, right? He was really, very young, yeah. and there is like hearsay of hearsay of testimony. But there was an article that came out last year in two thousand sixteen that that was pretty damning towards him. Yes. That, now he's never been. He's never been deposed and no, never had to no. testify about it, never been convicted. And ne he's never even been – And he denies it all. Right. Of course but, he denies but it But somebody under, somebody under oath in a deposition said that he knew about it. So that he so came in and said – Or that he came in one night, white as a ghost, and said <clears> – Into a coach's just, office. Right, and I just saw Jerry Sandusky and he was – Oh, uh, wow. In the shower abusing, with a boy. Abusing a boy. And uh, so – But nobody ever called the police or anything. Right. And if that's true, then that certainly would uh, be a huge red flag. Yeah. Now, whether or not it's true, 
was, I mean, you were talking about a case that was the most investigated sports scandal of our lifetime. So it stands to reason that if they did not press charges against him. Right, that they didn't have a, enough. They didn't have enough. Yeah. Or that he said, no, that's not true. And you should have. be innocent until proven guilty, but. Right. Yeah, so sorry, we're, 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 but the, <clears throat> the proximity of that whole thing at PSU, a coach coming out of that, getting hired at, at UT. Yeah. Is not okay. Well, like we weren't okay with that. And that's what happened yesterday. So the fan base just absolutely explodes. Former players, yeah. state representatives, left and right. People are tweeting like crazy. They go to the rock, which you guys know what the rock is at, yeah. at UT. So there's huge rock. They, you can, the students can paint it <laughs> and they paint. Horrible things about Shiano on there. What did he say? Uh, that he covered up. Shiano covered up child rape. Yeah. Ah, that's it, yeah. And so this, I'm telling you, and here's the deal, though, that I, now everyone always asks me to, and I'm not judgmental enough, I know, on these on these issues. People want to make more definitive statements. I think I can make this definitive statement for me about, because and there will be more information that comes out on all those things. To me, there's, there's two things we got to know. One, what Tennessee fans don't want to hear, which may or may not be true, is it could have been the only guy willing to say yes. We don't know. Groomer, the the, 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 the groomers could have been that Gruden turned us down a long time ago. I think that's David accurate. Cutcliffe. Obviously, Chip Kelly turned us down. And then we we went after Dan Mullen. He chose Florida. And so now some, I read an article today that's saying John Kerry apparently had Chiano in mind for a long time. Um, yeah, they were yes. old friends. Right. Oh, I didn't Which see is that. why his name came out of nowhere. I didn't yeah. see that. And, you know, again, he is the defensive coordinator for Ohio State, so he had been, and they released a statement, because he'd been vetted by them, obviously, on all the mm-hmm. same issues before they hired him, so someone else, you know, said that, that so there, there's that. But two, I'm with you, Dane, I'm like, I'm like, knowing the current climate of the Tennessee football program That's and the absolute idea. dumpster fire that we have been, and, and, and the horrible stuff coming out, about, so let's just for a, for a moment, for a moment, suspend the Sandusky talk and think of it like this so all this stuff about Butch Jones is coming out mm, remember the, yeah, the Vols for Life coordinator Anton Davis resigned right. it's like a seven year NFL pro who was in charge of their character development program right. called the VFL program he resigned and wrote a scathing letter to Curry saying that Butch Jones had basically mentally bullied him mm. for years and he couldn't take it anymore and other players are releasing, and parents of players are releasing things like that. Now, I don't know if those things are true or not, but it's obvious. Well, regardless, that's the climate. You got you got players like Jalen Hurd who are leaving. You got you know, Jennings freaked. We even talked about Jennings. What happened over the weekend yeah, with Jennings? Well. I mean, Jawan Jennings goes on a rant uh, on Instagram and gets dismissed from the school. I mean, that's been totally eclipsed now by this. But he he said, and, and, and well, and the thing with John Kelly, what do you want most in the next coach? And he said, I just want an honest coach. Mm-hmm. And so, like honesty, and there's there's a, there is a culture problem now. You, I'm not saying it's all on Bush Jones, but there's something going on. Apparently, Greg Schiano. Now, this could all be hearsay. I don't really know the guy personally, obviously, but you know this this idea that he is a tough guy. What's the stuff, Johnny? About what? So the whole Peyton Manning thing that Peyton Manning cussed him out that time because Oh, because as an assistant coach for the Tampa Bay, he ordered his players to rush the line on a victory formation against Denver. Yeah. So like Denver was like like taking a knee and he had guys like jump the line and yeah. potentially injure like, players. Told them to blow out their knees, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And then he did it to Eli and to Peyton was the thing I read. And so Peyton he said Peyton somebody said somebody was quoted saying 
Peyton cussed the guy out, and I never heard Peyton yeah. cuss before that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's like his normal. It's yeah. not his his go to move. Um, <laughs> I wonder if he did it to the tune of the nationwide theme. You know, the nationwide jingle. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking of Peyton cursing somebody but in like sing song form. I won't give any examples to our listeners. <laughs> bleep, 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 bleep. Um, uh, no, I don't. Which, which brings us to our next, our next sponsor, actually. Yeah. Is oh, yeah. Nationwide. Peyton Manning. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I just feel like that apparently the guy is, is Butch Jones squared. Like if, if yeah. the rumors about Butch Jones are true and if the rumors about right. this guy are true in terms of the way that they coach, which is not, it's not wrong for you to be the tough guy. Can you, can you admit, though, and see, this is the thing that I think the Tennessee fans won't admit. If this guy was a proven winner and had mm. what what would everybody be saying? The honest the honest truth is if Butch had won, all of his shady stuff would have been swept under the rug. And it was for years. Yeah. Because Butch had a Butch had an incident where uh some players sexually assaulted somebody and then uh he is alleged he's alleged to go to the person and say uh, because one of the other players gave the girl a ride home and, like, scolded the guy. And then Butch allegedly went to the guy and said, like, that's shady. You stand up for your team. Like, yep. team is everything here. And the guy was so distraught about it he left that he left the program and went to UT mm-hmm. Chattanooga. Yeah. Wow. And so that that's happened. That happened, like, year two of Butch. Yeah. So this idea that if Butch had gone on to win, it's like you can – talent and winning – Oh, absolutely. A fan base will forgive a lot. Well, look at Rick Pitino. Right, and oh so what goodness. I'm saying is, would Twitter have exploded? Like, are they using this thing as a moral? Are we moralizing on well, this hearsay thing because we didn't want Shiano, we wanted Gr- Gruden? That's what a lot of people well, are saying around the country. Consider, that's what people are saying about us. Well, there, there's no great option at this point, right? So we'll never know for sure. But I would like to think that the Vols blew up about this. Vol fans blew up for the right reason. For the right reasons, and that. We don't want anyone like this near our football program. Well, it's like when Jameis Winston was possibly the number one pick for the Titans. You know, he was on the board. And it was like, are they going to take, like, if Tampa Bay takes Jameis, or if he does, if if Tampa Bay takes uh, Mariota, are we going to take Jameis Winston? And what is our fan base going to do? What is Tennessee, the Bible Belt, going to do about an accused accused rapist? Yeah. Basically. Uh, And you just, Thankfully, we never had to find out. Uh, I don't even know. And now, of course, he's his keys coming unraveled. Now he's got other charges against him that's happening now. Jameis is. I don't know. It, it, it's a. I think. I think Dane is saying it right. It, to me, it's about proximity. Like, look. I, I Regardless get of whether or not he yeah. did it, like we don't want anybody who maybe did it. Like we can't. <laughs> we we don't exactly. We don't have any. And again, I hate that because I feel like we're it. judging. He didn't do anything. He saw something. Well, that's he allegedly the saw something and that's didn't the say anything. That's the danger too. The witch yeah, but hunt. not doing He is not a child. But if you saw that and did what I well know. in a court of law, if you saw that and did not report it or stop it, you are absolutely culpable in that crime. You can't. Yeah, well, culpable, yeah, but he's not. He's but not I'm the guy saying doing the not doing something is doing something. And I don't want to. I don't want to demonize him for the wrong reasons. No. I want to demonize him for the right thing. Uh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> 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 and again, I don't know. The guy may be great, and I know. Um, 
Duda from Patriots, who's a, a Belichick, came out today and and right. and endorsed his character. Yeah, everybody's 100%. closing ranks for sure. Yeah, and the I media don't know. too. The media is why it yeah. just the, the seems media is why Belichick is is saying something. It just seems though that from a UT administrative standpoint, that this was not stupid, going to be a good fit. It's not a savvy choice. Curry, I, mean, I think Curry's out. I think Curry gets fired this week. I think it set us back. It set us back another coach, probably. Like it's probably set us like this coach will be a throwaway five years. Well, let me which is you, what we were afraid of when we got rid of Butch. We knew that this was going to happen. Well, let me tell we're you, we're going to get some other brick by brick moron or, to come into UT, or and he's going to take us through five more horrible years of UT. Get, that is going get, to happen. Or now. do we get T Martin? And he's going to bring us the Guys, I'm not going to lie. I've been sitting here Googling since we've been talking because, you know, the stories are just popping up left and right. Yeah. Report. Here's the headline. Report. T. Martin has, quote, legit shot at being next Vols head I saw coach. T. I saw T. And then somebody somebody messaged me about somebody else. T. And um, and this is according to Sports Illustrator's Bruce Feldman. Let's just get Kiffin back and we'll have T. Martin be oh. his OC. Kiffin Boom. feels wrong, too. I want somebody who feels right. I, I, even if it's. Even if it's somebody who's not a great coach, I want somebody who fits right at UT. Kiffin does not fit right at UT. That was a huge. Oh, by the way, up. it looks like Paul Feinbaum it says Paul Feinbaum crushes John Curry after botched co- coaching search. Is it Feinbaum or Feinbaum? Feinbaum didn't do his homework. Have you ever watched the Feinbaum show? Have you? Yeah, I have. I just I thought it was Feinbaum. Feinbaum. <laughs> it sounds like a Cinnabon. <laughs> Can I have a Feinbaum Cinnabon? Um, anyway, and then you know who they're naming. The next AD take a take a wild guess. Uh, Philip Fulmer AD yeah. T Martin as and then Cutcliffe you, and then he'll the yeah so, I think Cutcliffe and then T Martin be the OC is what I would do. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that was the other report is that Philip Fulmer comes in, takes over AD, brings in Cutcliffe for the head coach to bring in T Martin, and you know who else who could come in as defensive coordinator, right? John Chavis because Texas A and M someone just got fired, so you could literally reassemble the old staff. In different roles with T. Martin as <laughs> yeah. the offensive coordinator. Okay, so now and all roads lead we have to the national championship. No one, there's no <laughs> way anyone is still listening to this. But listen, except for Weston. Let's talk about the larger <laughs> issue. Can we talk about the larger issue? How we don't talk about that. The climate, the climate of social media impacting a decision that was all but done. This thing was done. They yeah. had a memorandum of understanding, meaning yeah. it was it, it was, was on paper, signed, but it wasn't official. Yeah, so it was like it essentially was a, pre, a verbal it was a agreement, pre, pre-contract contract. So there's a chance we'll have to buy this guy out. In fact, no, I, I heard how, that there's no buyout. There's no buyout on a memorandum. No okay, well that's good. That's what I've that, heard. Did you talk about that. a black eye? That'd be unbelievable. Yeah, we had to pay be, ten million dollars. Curry for sure black. would be fired. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so with the climate of social media, it's weird because I don't necessarily think we were wrong, but it does show the power. If a group of people could be wrong, oh yeah, about somebody, they it could still them. get results. Yeah. In other words, if it was a witch hunt, the witch, the witch, the people who were hunting the witch won. <laughs> that never happens. Like you always hear about, guys, oh, this is dumb. This will never happen. But it did happen. People, people, a few hundred people picketed. A bunch of people on Twitter voice their opinion on social media, mm-hmm. on the internet. Yeah. And people freaked out and reversed a millions of dollars decision. Small businesses were at last night saying Shiano's not welcome. Yeah. Our, it's cra- it's never happened before. And that's why it's a national story is because 
Yeah, it's, it's about shows, the power of it's, the, And yeah. again, it's about climate. Dane was talking about proximity and climate. The Weinstein stuff, the Weinstein stuff, the, uh, the all the sexual... <laughs> Weinstein. Weinstein. The... Uh, <laughs> it's a Venabomb. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, the, the Weinstein stuff, the sexual harassment stuff, everything is so... Um, everything's so crazy right now. And if somebody did want to come out and make false allegations, now would be the time, right. in my estimation, because yeah, it's like sure. any sniff of impropriety, it's like people lose their minds. You can kill somebody's career. We talked about this when your book came out. Uh, the first book that you did that was Amazon reviews. You said Amazon reviews are really important, blah, blah, blah. The first weekend mm-hmm. you'd be surprised. You, John was telling me you'd be surprised how few copies you need to sell to be New York Times. You were just telling me all these rules, but then somebody was telling me these stories about how, like if somebody has it out for you, let's say you have an ex-wife or whatever, if they have it out for you, like a few four star, you know, one star reviews or whatever on Amazon for your book, like they can derail your whole weekend. Yeah. And if they derail that first weekend, they can kill your book. Like, I think we shouldn't have that kind of power. It's weird, and it's it's like awesome to watch. It's like you're watching <laughs> right. a fire. It's like I, you're watching a forest yeah. fire. You're going, well, this is interesting. Well, but you're I'm, going, I'm this glad happen? being a part of that fire. I'm I'm glad that it happened in this, but I will compromise with you and say that that is a little scary. Yeah, it is scary that somebody can just make up a story and it goes viral. And now your whole career yeah. is in shambles. Because why would someone lie or whatever? And right. You just go, well, people lie. I mean, people yeah, lie we, all the time. Balls don't want to hear that. They right. want to believe the lie in this situation. Sure. But it is scary that we can uh, completely because, ruin someone. Oh, yeah. Like I, I agree. I don't know. Because they're saying he might not be able to go back to Ohio State now. It's scary. It, here's the deal. It was uh, scary yeah, to me. It was scary to me, yes, the power that the, that the social – of course, it, I, the flip side is, is we can't act like that power didn't already exist regardless of social right. media or not because it is a f- – who do you think is funding all of this? The fans. You just giving the fans yeah. a greater voice. You would have if they would have if 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 that many people would have showed up on the doorstep mm-hmm. for the picket. You know, then they would have had the same effect. They just have an easier chance to to do it now. I think the thing that so yes, I agree. It can certainly be used for the wrong things. And there are a lot of guys. Let's be honest, Jeff. Yeah, if it would have been Urban Meyer coming to Tennessee and there was some stand on his record, you would not have had the outcry. Yeah, I think Tennessee fans had to be honest with themselves. Well, about I would, that. Urban I, Meyer, I would, who may have faked a heart attack, a heart condition, <laughs> to get out of coaching at Florida. <laughs> right. <laughs> I will say this about the Shiano thing: nobody that I saw on Twitter was making false allegations about anyone. It was all based on he allegedly saw somebody. And that's what we're going off. And because of that proximity, we don't want that kind of coach. Yeah. And uh, I think I think this was a positive time of Do that. Do you think that we're chipping away uh, somewhat, though, at the American ideal of innocent till proven guilty? Absolutely. Like, and what does that mean? Because here's the weird thing, too. Over the last 50 years, we who are evangelicals believe, and evangelicals becoming like a weird word to say too now because it's getting getting harder. Like evangelicals getting harder because you're identifying now with like the Franklin Grahams of the world who he's injected himself into every political story in the past 10 years. And it's like, I'm uncomfortable being aligned with him. So I don't even know, but I'm saying as a person who believes in God and goes to church and is a Christian, I uh, think it's fascinating that over the last 50 years, we've worked our hardest as a culture. The, the culture outside of church to make it where like, we're all good. Like good. There is no good or bad. Like what, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't tell me what's good and what's bad. Right. And now what we're holding to when we make these arguments and we scream to the top of our lungs, 
what people are saying who have no faith, essentially many of them, they're screaming about morality. When yeah. we've worked our hardest to get rid of it. And now we're like, you can't do that. She was just sitting there asleep and you made it like you were grabbing her chest. Like that's what Al Franken's accused of, the senator. Yeah. Okay. That's a, a violation of her. Well, okay. Is it? Like we've made it so uh, elastic. Right. And yet now we're going to hold to some morality. It's really strange. It's like how, yeah. And that was a, that was a major argument in, a lot of C.S. Lewis's thought processes because that was happening back in, in the early 20th century as well. And, and he would say at any moment that you cry, something's right or wrong. Yeah. By what standard are you doing that? If we're all just, if we're all just animals basically mm-hmm. who have evolved to the point that we are living in communities and societies and, and that, that argument always, it, there, there's Quote, a John Driver believes in evolution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if we've all if we've all just evolved, that's the big that's the big thing though is that oh we're all just living and the reason that I think it's wrong to kill you is because it's bad for the community. It's right. like community laws. But but he he dissects C.S. Lewis dissects all of that down to it because well then who's to decide that there should be good for the community? Yeah, like where did that come from? There's plenty of animal cultures where that's not a thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's kill or be killed. So by what by what standard, even that one, are yeah. you deciding that there should be something that's right and wrong? Yeah. When you remove, yeah, when you remove a, a deity from it or or a creator from it, then how, how are you saying what's right and wrong? You can't just cry because it hurts someone because you yeah. may be doing something right now or not doing something right now that's also hurting someone. On a different level, in a different way. So you're, I think you're exactly right. The, the, by how do we decry immoral yeah. or moral whenever we have no standard of morality? Right, or just like sexuality. Like sexuality is at the heart of a lot of this stuff. And so we, as a culture, uh, you know, we've gone from like the, f- the free love movement in the sixties, the sexual revolution, what we, what, the, what it was called. Yeah. Let's make sex this thing. That's just like, uh, outside of the bonds of marriage. It's not a, it's not a holy thing anymore. It's just this thing. And I can, right. I can own it. I can, I can use it. I can, whatever. It doesn't matter. And now all these charges are based on sex mattering a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It matters a lot. Turns out like God was right. It's a holy thing. And it's it's not meant to be played with. And so this whole idea that, like, we're seeing people that are moralizing about something that they've spent careers making to mean nothing. Well, I can show my I can show my naked body in movies because it doesn't matter. But then, you know what I'm saying? Like, but on my only on my terms, when when you decide what your terms are, like, it's all this. It's like it's, it's very interesting the way people have the standards shift. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. And I don't know the answer to it. Uh because I do believe that you know we we all grew up in church, and and I believe a lot of times that the, the things I grew up in were somewhat oppressive and and fearful about right. sexuality. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. so I'm not saying that they were right. I'm saying when I look at a biblical construct of sexuality and what marriage and it's a holy thing and that God built it, and it's it it's it's it makes more sense now that this would be happening when you look at what value has been placed on sexuality right. and what their perceived values, and then you just go. Oh, so it's supposed to fall apart when we take the holiness aspect out of it. When we just make it a flippant thing that we can just throw away and we can just throw around, 
this is what this is what it looks like. It looks cheap and tawdry and awful. And, and it's yeah, and it's misused yeah. and and or people are people are addicted to it in ways that God never intended for them to be. Yeah. And then you do have victims. It's tragic. Or it's know? about power. Yeah. Like so much of it's about power, like uh you know, like the Kevin Spacey thing. The people were afraid to say anything and he knew it. So yeah. I could put my hand on your leg because I have all the power here. So it wasn't even about just sexual fulfillment for him. It's a weird power game. And so like sex was never meant to be about power. Like that's not why it was right. Yeah. You know, it's not why it was created. So uh we've perverted it and now we're facing this weird comeuppance that's happening in our society of like Well, I'd anyway. like to say this too. Like I don't think the few men that it's come out that they have sex allegations against them. I don't think they represent like the entirety of people who don't believe there's a God. Sure. No, no, right? no, 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 no. I, don't, I, I think, don't I think the C.S. Lewis quote, like is definitely like a form of a theistic proof. And that like, if there are, if there is no God, then why do we have morals? Right. right? Yeah. So that's a basis for that. But I, I don't want to make it seem like we're saying that anybody who doesn't believe there's a God is just inherently evil. No, and no, they, no. You know, no, somebody, I worked at a coffee yeah. shop one time and, there was this girl that I worked with that um, she she was trying to make the argument that like, well, if there's no God, then you know, you don't have morals. I was like, so you're saying to me that if a 15 year old kid walks in our front door right now, like he's just gonna rob us if he doesn't believe there's a God. Like that's what you're saying. Your argument is that because that dude doesn't or that girl doesn't have a concept of a God or doesn't believe there's a God. That he can just he's he wants to do whatever he wants to get by in life, and if that means robbing our cash register, that's what he's going to do. Just because huh, there's no God, why can't I? Well, see, I think it's not. I think that's a great point. I think that to me, it's not about our acknowledgement of God. The reason that the reason a 15 year old doesn't believe in God very likely to come in and be your best customer is because he's still created in the image of God. Right, there's and, still glimpses of that morality code in him. Just and, and that's what I would believe, but I don't want to make it seem like to listeners that maybe don't believe or they're listen. There's a lot of people that claim to believe in God who make a mockery of of course of, of him, and way more. I'm more entitled or or inclined to, you know. Again, when when you see the Bible says that the that the whole earth is full of the glory of God. And that's a really hard statement in this day and age to mm-hmm. stomach because it seems like the whole earth is just full of garbage, you know, and, and it's suffering and pain and, and all of these things that mankind is fighting against itself. And, and, and it's just, wow, this is hard to see. Um, but there there are places, and I don't think it's, it's not, I think that the greatest evil, and this is something that we uh, wrote about in, in the Come and See book, what would you say the greatest evil in the world is today? And what, what Todd says in that book, and it's a, it's a very radical statement, the greatest evil in the world today is the dead church. It's not, it's not the stuff that we're talking about. It's, it's, it's the fact that God's people who supposedly are supposed to have this higher morality or whatever are, are living in a dead existence when they're supposed to be alive. That that's that's the the greatest evil. So if I you know let me call that out very clearly on the podcast. I, I don't I don't believe people who, who don't believe in God are the greatest evil in the world today. Yeah. I believe people who believe who say they believe in God and yet they they acknowledge that religious experience but deny its power is how Scripture would say they deny its power to to change or transform their lives or they don't fully commit to it or 
they use it as a crutch for power or to dominate somebody else or to, you know, hey, I'm a professional Christian, you know. Uh, it's easy to get into a career mindset about these things where you're climbing a ladder where this is what you've done now for 20 or 30 years. What else are you going to do? You know, I, I today, if there's anything we're, we talk about here, I believe that the key to this is not is not just looking at, at the negatives of people who don't believe like me. That's really not the point of this of this podcast at all. I think the point of what we want to talk about and what I, I believe where God transforms our lives is to say, "Hey, God, I want you to I want you to point out the parts of me that need resurrection." I mean, I can sit here and point to everybody in the world who who doesn't believe like me, but do I believe like me? Right. <laughs> do I really believe what it is that I say I believe? And if I do, then where are the evidences of that in my life? And if I can't find them, then let's talk about that. <laughs> no, and I definitely wasn't yeah. trying to say that, like, oh, the, you know. No, I know every, you weren't. Yeah, there, but it, 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 you want to be careful. No, no, no. I understand. No, absolutely. I understand. Good. It's good. But I will say the 15 year old that doesn't rob the store, uh, he could have many motives. And one of them could be that he doesn't want to go to jail because we have a police force. And the police yeah. force was founded on laws that really came from the Bible. Sure. See what I'm saying? That, like, well, you, can't, yeah. you can't strip away. The fact that, like, we're founded believing that we all are created equal in the image of God, and we founded this, and so we founded laws, and so so there's like this, there's a lawlessness that when you take away the, when you take away this somebody that is a creator or a being that made me in his image, there is something that slowly, it doesn't happen overnight, it doesn't say like, oh, I don't believe in God, I'm going to go be a hedonist and just live for myself and go break every law. But I'm saying over time, it's almost like when you make a key and then you make a copy of the key and a copy of the key and a copy of the copy. And after a while, it doesn't open the lock. Like mm-hmm. I think we're seeing now the first generation where the lock's not turning like we thought. Like people are walking away from the church because like like what John said, we've got kind of this counterfeit because grandpa always drugged me here yeah. faith and it doesn't open the lock anymore. And so people are walking away because it's not authentic mm-hmm. to them. Uh, we're not really alive. And so now there are people who are, but I'm saying is like in general, what we're seeing in the American church is a very consumer culture. It's different. It's changed. So I think that's what's happening. And so, but I think if you look at what the real purpose of like, for instance, sexuality or what does power really mean or what, you know, all that. Yeah. Um, it, God's original plan for it was different. And so when you see something that's in a fallen state, what we're seeing now, scandals coming out, people accusing people, and they're again, they're not representative of everyone, but I think it is a weird thing of like pa- people in power. Something happens when you get power over somebody, and there's nobody looking, mm-hmm. and then the darkest parts of you can come out. And I think it's a it's a warning to everybody, not just because we want to we want to sit in judgment. That's the part, and church people do this too. We want to go, they're the problem. It's like while we watch reality TV. Reality TV used to be like to inspire us. Look how much weight that guy lost. Look at that house they built for that homeless yeah. family. Now it's like, I'm glad I don't eat drywall. You know, like right. you watch you watch reality TV to feel normal. Yeah. And I think that's how we watch that. We watch social media that way now, too. We go, well, at least I'm not Harvey Weinstein. And instead of going, if I was in his position, yeah, are these are dark places in me that God wants to fix? Like, could, would I be in that? Would totally. I, Answer is yes. That, that's, that's, what, that's the that's the, that's the tough thing. Yeah, uh, there was a um, a conversation we were having about religious leaders the other day with some of the staff, and we're talking about parachurch organizations or higher church organizations that aren't connected to a local body, and 
you know, there's corruption there and there's, mm-hmm. there's things to be upset about. And I realize, and it's one, it goes back to some of that. It's easy to, to begin blaming and, and vilifying people. And they're certainly responsible for their actions. But I really believe even within the church structure that there are, there are belief systems and there are structures of thought that are so counter to biblical community and so counter to what the actual goals of the kingdom of God are supposed to be that, and I love the key analogy that, it, that when you go down generations, especially in that, that there, it's almost like absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. There, mm-hmm. There's, there's for any of us, I think could, would be more susceptible yeah. uh, to, in, in a position where you're not healthy. And I think to think otherwise, you know, Paul said always to be, be careful uh, that you boast about standing lest you fall. It's so easy to look at others and go, oh, I would never do that. I would never do that. And I mean, that's exactly what Peter said. I would never deny you. But the situation arose where all of us are open to denial of the things that we should be. I think that's the beauty of grace and the beauty of what it really means to, to say, hey, look, I'm going to be in this real Jesus biblical experience with you guys all the way because it's God's gift to me of how he transforms me and how he morphs my life into a, uh, you know, more and more into his image because without it, it's, it to, and to take it away from the idealism of, of supplement, it's just like it's a supplement. Oh, look, I got this great life. And you know what? If I had a really cool small group, that would make me feel even better. Like right. it, we, we kind of, we kind of add this. I have this me and Jesus mentality. I can do all of this. And there's these other things that the church throws at us to try to get us into their programs. And those things are supplemental. You know, they just would, they would just enhance your already great Jesus experience you can have by yourself with your Bible. And, and I'm not downplaying the Jesus experience you and yourself. You are not made scripturally to have a realistic, transformative gospel without Jesus's people around you. Yeah. That's his gift to you. And it's, it's very offensive for whatever reason, even to community minded people. Because we we want to believe that we can do this on our own, and isn't right. Jesus enough? Yes, Jesus is enough, but you can't have somebody's head without their body. Like that's just gross. Like if you want Jesus, then you want yeah. His people. There there is no separation of that, which means I'm going to live in a place where someone's keeping me from rising yeah. uh, to 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 a point in my life that I. It's not that I can't rise there, but that I have the safety around me of accountability and you know, faithful are the wounds of a friend and uh, he who isolates himself seeks his own desire and breaks out against all sound judgment is what it says in, in Proverbs. It says that a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his own opinion. So I, I, I begin to, you know, Johnny and Dane can pull me away from the foolishness of myself because I am a fool. No, I, we have to do it all, uh, all, all the time. But, you know, you'll, you'll help me see the other sides and I'm not just expressing my own opinion. Yeah. And I think there's just a, I think there's a lost, there's a fullness to the, I know we're using words here that are hard maybe for some listeners to hear. So understand we're redeeming words like gospel. We're redeeming words like no. body of Christ. No. <laughs> <Dang. Just kidding. laughs> we're, we're pulling it back in because the problem is, is they're supposed to mean more than they mean to us now. We've, like Johnny said with, with sexuality, we've cheapened these things uh, and mm-hmm. commercialized them in some ways, or we've relegated them to our grandparents' viewpoint of religion, which all yeah. those things were fine. We don't own them for ourselves in this generation, and we need to redeem them to what their biblical meanings really are and say, hey, what's the fullness of this? What is it really? And do I really believe that what Christ has for me is better yeah. than the way I can come up 
with myself? Am am I going to piecemeal and basically eat Christianity like it's a tapas restaurant, you know, where I'm going to order little plates of this and little plates of that and little plates of this and little plates of that? Or am I going to allow the fullness of the biblical feast of what God's put before me to say, hey, I want this as you would have me to to consume it or me to experience it because I believe the way you put it together is better than the way I put it together myself. There's a lot of stuff I just really said. Guys, I need you to respond to every point in uh, order. John, I can't. Sorry. <laughs> it's all so good. I went to the bathroom, but I'm back. Um, oh, that's great. <laughs> no, it's good. It reminds me of a tweet that I tweeted this weekend, and Dane mm. just lit me up on. <laughs> what happened? Did oh, you not I, see it? Hey, that's, that's honest community I there. I, what? <laughs> I said something about like the, the never-ending catacomb of grace or something. He <laughs> was like, the never-ending catacomb of this tweet or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, I was like, and then Seth jumped on board. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. I was like, well, this is why I don't tweet very much anymore. <laughs> Take that, driver. <laughs> Let's talk Hashtag about that. Hashtag author. <laughs> uh, well, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Papa John's Pizza and mm-hmm. Peyton Manning. Yep. And, um, um, <laughs> sharp as a marble. Johnny's <laughs> on his A game. I don't have the copy in front of me to read. Uh, <laughs> we need more. We need more Christianese sponsors. What other products were there out there? Well, I heard the Testaments, Testaments endorsement last yeah, week. Yeah, they've dropped off now. Oh yeah. wow, they weren't happy with. Which, <laughs> by the way, we we have taken a, a while to get a new episode out before the last episode that released. So we, maybe we should say, you know, it's we've been a little bit out of pocket the past couple of weeks. Yeah. So it's been hard to get together. And now we're hard back to put out six, episodes. So you need to. We're not. Yeah. We're not sorry. We're dying over we here, guys. Yeah. Just cut on. us some slack. <laughs> we need Jeez. you to stop. So can you stop the hate mail? Yeah, I'm begging you. Agree. Please send that hate mail to at <laughs> talk maybe that pod. I had a friend. I had Never a friend, changing it. My friend Hunter listens to the podcast. He said, hold on. He said, <laughs> he knew, I don't know if he knew the next episode. He said, follow along the UT coaching disaster here at talk AB <laughs> pod dumpster fire that. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so hard. That was a shout out to Hunter. That yeah, was great. That thanks, was great. Hunter. That's we fun. got a uh, got a couple of new guests that are gonna be coming on in, in the in the coming weeks. I know oh, we're yeah? entering holidays, but yes, yeah, some exciting guests. So we're did gonna... you ever figure out about Reggie? You know they can hear us, right? <laughs> <laughs> My, our friend Reggie Dab. You guys oh, said Reggie it Dabbs. on the last episode. You know, was your friend Reggie did. Um, <laughs> Reggie. Okay, this is a crazy story. We're gonna close with this because I know we're on time. But so Reggie was coming into Nashville. He was actually going to speak at my kid's school. He was going to stay at my house. We're going to hang out a little bit. And he was flying in. He was doing Hillsong UK. And as he was flying in from England, a lady passed away on the flight, mm. like a 72-year-old lady. I think she had a lot of family with her and stuff. And so literally they made an emergency landing in Iceland. And he got stuck crazy. there for 24 hours. And the whole the family, he prayed with the family and, you know, was just trying to be there for them. It was a very difficult thing. But I suppose there's a, quite the investigation and paperwork if that happens. Yeah, yeah. sure. So they had to kind of stay put for about a day. So he lost a day, and then which means I had to cancel. I had, this is the third time I've had to book him. And I had to cancel the school again. She was supposed to speak at your daughter's. He was supposed to speak yes, at your school. and she was yeah. devastated. Yeah. Because it was like Sadie's nine. You didn't, didn't know that he was speaking at your. Yeah, well, that's like cool points too. And you. Have, oh, yeah, she's totally. third grader, man. She was going to be. It was Reggie. Reggie, you know how so he, he is. He's going to give her a shout out oh, from stage, yeah. probably. Well, Reggie's good. so good at that. He'll come into a school and he'll oh, come yeah. into the the youth group kids schools that week and hang out with them, make them feel special. Well, and her desire for popularity, notwithstanding. I mean, I'm I'm like you know, okay, Sadie, it's not the most important <laughs> thing, but you know, you also can't devastate a third grader's world. I right. get it. That's a really big deal. 
So I went, I was, I read to their class once a month. And so I went in the next day to read and I did, so I did two things. I went and read that uh-huh. children's book that I wrote for her and that went over real well in front of her classmates. And then I had Reggie shoot a video uh, to okay. her class that said, Hey, and I wanted to especially to say that he was so awesome, you know, so she just beamed. And I think, I think some of it was redeemed, but anyway, Reggie was going to be in our podcast that afternoon after we did the school. Mm. And then since he wasn't here, cause he was in Iceland, you know, guys, it's a tales all the time. You've heard it a hundred times. But. I thought you were going to say you read to the school from Reggie's book. <laughs> they were like, this guy sucks. <laughs> He's not Reggie. <laughs> well, so someone said, hey, you could go do the uh, chapel for Reggie. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a great replacement for Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, I got your back. You know, this is like, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm Where's a, your saxophone. <laughs> I'm just going to get there with a recorder. <laughs> 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 Play the clarinet, oh, harpsichord. Anyway, that would be fun. Yeah. Well, we'll get we'll get some of our guys back on here soon, and uh, hopefully, we're going to be a little more regular with everybody's travels and sick time and all those things. But, gentlemen, I greatly enjoy being back yes, on the podcast totally. with all of you. And uh, be sure to share as you get into the holidays. What a great gift oh, for your family! Mm, Pass along the joy of a conversation between three dudes that you probably don't know but it, it really is something we think we're getting a lot of good feedback from people and so uh, we'd love to hear from you and share and give us leave us a review a review yeah. would be great be brutally honest if you need to no no just no. leave us a yeah, good only review only say nice things something please. nice yeah yeah okay. if you don't yeah. like the podcast then just save it <laughs> don't want to hear it <laughs> well we'll be back soon uh, next time we'll talk about that thank you guys for listening see you see you No matter what you're going through, you are not alone. Sis, if you've experienced pain in your father-daughter relationship, I want you to know that you are loved and seen. I'm Kia Stevens, host of the Hope for Women with Father Wounds podcast, and I created my show to help you exchange your father wounds for the love of God the Father. Join me for encouragement, wisdom, and scripture. Just search Hope for Women with Father Wounds on lifeaudio.com or wherever you get your podcast.